Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Forge where every great conversation happens and it happens because we trusted Brendan and Vomsey of Master Talk to show us the power of effective communication. We also make sure we have a great cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, a Christ-centered veteran-owned coffee company. Today on the show we have Doug Berry. How are you doing, Doug? Doing great. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you. We have been corresponding for quite a while, and I finally get to virtually see you on my front porch. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, guys, let me give you a little introduction to Doug, because we've been talking a while, and um, Doug said, he was like, I feel like I've known you my whole life, and it, that's kind of how it is when two vets get talking, because we you don't really go to the formal hi how are you doing let's get to know your background no we can just get to talking like we've just been friends forever so i'm going to give sure. you guys a little bit of background on doug doug was originally born in phillipsburg new jersey but him and his family moved to maryland and bought a poultry farm so i'm going to ask you a little bit more about that and see how you like the farm living he joined the Air Force in 1985, but spent 20 years before retiring in 2006 with his family, his wife, Sherry, and daughter, Melissa and son, Timothy. He published his first book, Jasper and Friends, in 2020, but was turned down three times before he finally was published. Doug, what an amazing journey, especially after spending 20 years in the military and then publishing a children's book. So, you know, I, you went from, two, you retired in 2006 and then you went and waited until 2020 to write your first children's book. So I want to ask you, what was the, what was the wait? Why did it, why did you wait? all those years versus hitting it like right away. Yeah. Uh, it happened kind of on a whim because my son caught a rabbit in the backyard and brought it in the house <laughs> and it, it spent the night with us. And after we let it go the next morning, uh, I looked at my wife, Sherry, and I said, what was this perspective from the rabbit? It just seemed like it was a perfect little children's story. So I sat down and I whipped out the book in about 20 minutes. I think it pretty much wrote itself. It was just so wow. interesting. Yeah. And, uh, the time span was just getting shot down like three or four times because I'd get shot down and I'd give up and I'd yeah. wait about six months or so. And I'd be like, well, let me try it again, do a little bit more research, get shot down again. And it's like, oh, gosh. And then COVID hit and I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking, you know, I'm still going to work. I worked at Lowe's at the time, but I'm thinking, uh, what better time to try it again? You know, it's like, so nobody's doing anything but sitting around anyway. So. <laughs> I gave it another I gave it another shot and uh, Fulton Publishing picked it up and said, yeah, we'll do it for you. It's a cute story. So we picked it up there and 
Yeah. It was interesting. Quite a process. Yeah, it, it's a super cute story. And, and I told you before, I remember um, as a child, I read Velveteen Rabbit. And it, it had, like, it reminded me of this cute, comfortable, like, thing that I just wanted to have, right? When I'm reading the story, it just reminds you of something that you want to hold on to. So, like, Jasper and Friends. And there's two books in the series, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, can you tell us more about book one and book two, and what made you continue the series after just on a whim, your son bring? <laughs> well, first off, the darn kids, they bring in everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so tell us about what made you want to continue this series. Yeah, the first book is called The Night I Spent in a People House, oh, and yeah. uh, because he did. And uh, that was just kind of on a whim. It made a cute story. And initially it's like, well, I'll just do it for the family. I'll see if I can publish it. Sell, what, 25 copies, maybe if I'm lucky. But it'll be, a, I've never done it. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. It's like, if I've never done it, I just want to do it so I can say I did it kind of thing. Yeah. So we published that one and it just took off. I mean, uh, it didn't take off, take off. It wasn't number one on anybody's list. But for thinking you're going to sell 25 copies to selling 300 copies or so, you're like, wow. holy cow. So uh, then everybody, the next question was, it's like, oh, this is a great book. And a lot of people are like, I didn't want it to end. And they're like, so what, what's next? What, what can we expect next? What's Jasper going to do next? And I'm like, yeah. well, I hadn't thought about it because I was going to be one and done. <laughs> and uh, so I got thinking and we love to go to Myrtle Beach on vacation. So yeah. it's like, well, what if Jasper goes to the beach? And he's never been to the beach before, so it's a whole new experience for him. He's never been to the beach. So that's what the second book, uh, A Day at the Beach with Jasper and Friends, is about. Uh, a new little, it's a swan, moves into the pond that they live around uh -huh. and says, hey, on the way here, I found this really cool place. Uh, I think they call it a beach. We should go on an adventure there someday. So that's, uh, that's where that goes. That's how that takes off. And uh, that just came out in October of last year. So we're still building up sales on that. But initial reaction is it's pretty good as well. So it definitely is. And your book, and I think they're fantastic. And I love, I love, one of the things I love. So you sent me a signed copy of Jasper and Friends, um, The Day at the Beach. One of the things that I love is it has Jasper signed it. And yeah. it has Jasper's little paw. And I'm like, that is the most creative thing. Like, you're not just an author who writes a book and sends it on, writes a book and sends it on. Like, this <laughs> is a whole thoughtful process. Like, Jasper has a whole persona. Jasper is a real thing. And for shooting for, yeah. Yeah, like I can see Jasper as a cartoon, Jasper as a cartoon series and stuff. And um, so when you were growing up on your poultry farm, right, with your parents, <laughs> did you ever think that you would write a children's book about a rabbit? Not so much then. I read a lot of science fiction when I was uh, on the poultry farm as a, as a teenager, and I really loved that. Mm -hmm. And uh the the writing a children's book didn't come till further down the road I, when, as my kids were growing up we loved to read to them and i was thinking to myself the whole time i'm reading to my own kids it's like i wonder if i could write a children's book so that's kind of where the little nugget got started you know the little 
the little spark, I guess, if you will. Yeah. It's like I got thinking. It's like I bet I could do that, but I never had the story. All those years went by, and I'm just thinking. It's like it's it's all been done. What what new story could I possibly write in a children's book? Everything's been done. And then that day when my son uh, brought that rabbit in from outside, it's like aha, that's the aha moment. It's like ah, yeah. there's the story. Wasn't it until so, Jasper came to visit you? Right. <laughs> Who knew and, that Jasper was waiting to visit you? And he, he actually named it. I don't know if I told you this earlier, but he actually named it Jasper. That's how he, he got his name. Oh, cool. And, uh, and the image of Jasper in the book is actually, after we let Jasper go back outside, my son still wanted a rabbit. So we, we bought him a pet rabbit. And the image of Jasper is our pet rabbit, whose name was Digger, D-I-G-G-E-R. Wow. So uh, about the same time that the book came out, Digger had passed away. He was he lived a very long life, uh, yeah. about 10 years or so. I mean, he was around for a very long time. Uh-huh. And I thought, what better way to immortalize Digger uh, yeah. than to make him the, the rabbit in the book? That's so cool. That is awesome. And how old is your son now? He's about 24 years old now, and he's uh, just got out of basic training. He's an Army National Guard uh, MP. Okay. And uh, it looks like he's getting ready to be a, uh, a local police officer here in Camden. So we'll see how that works out for him. So he can forever live knowing that he inspired. He caused all this. Yeah, yeah he caused. <laughs> I love that fatherly love. You guys must have a fantastic relationship because I love how you say he caused all this. Because that's what dads and, uh, and fa- dads and sons. I almost said dads and fathers. I told you I was going to mess up my words. Dads and fathers do. They caused all this versus the um, he inspired all this. That's what moms say. <laughs> So when you were in the military, did you read a lot of books other than ones that you had to read for your work? No, uh, that's actually kind of a funny story. I, when I joined the, uh, the Air Force, I got out of high school and I knew I didn't want to go to college because I was just done with school, you know, like so many kids probably are at that point. So I'm like, well, I joined the military. Well, I had no idea that there was going to be so much school in the military. I mean, I know you went through training, but I had no idea we were going to have to read and study and do so much. Uh, so I never felt comfortable uh, recreational reading because I, I would always beat myself up. It's like, no, you don't need to be reading this book just for the sake of reading this book. You need to get into those tech, those tech books and, and really learn what your job is, even though you already know you always are training. So I didn't read much while I was in the military. Yeah, there, you you have to do a lot of self-improvement when you're in. <laughs> we were both in the Air Force, so I definitely understand um, the self-improvement part of, of reading. And I think I lost my love for reading because reading the PDG or it was professional development guide when I was yeah. in, I don't know. Well, they still, yeah. Cause you retired in 2006. So the professional development guide, and it was the one thing that made me fall asleep. So do you <laughs> fall asleep when you read books now? <laughs> I, I still, to this day, I just don't read much uh, just for the sake of reading. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, this, 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 these books have taken over my life. I mean, it's absolutely when I'm not at work, I'm just pounding away, just posting stuff on Twitter, LinkedIn, just 
trying to the make promotion. contacts left and right. Yeah. It's just, and how, uh, it's, how has that been? Like from somebody who wrote a book and it wasn't something that you had dreamed of your whole life, um, having to figure out the publishing side and now having to figure out the marketing side. How is that? Yeah, it's, it's uh, probably all consuming maybe is the best way of putting it. It's just, you have got to be all in or you're not going to make any progress. And I've learned a ton of stuff, uh, since I've been doing it, uh, it folks aren't folks that have been down this road before. Some of them, I won't say all of them because I don't like to generalize, but a lot of them seem like they don't want, it's like, I got a secret. I don't want to tell you what it is. You know, yep. you got to figure it out on your own kind of thing. So they're, they really hold their information close to the vest. And yeah. uh, so it's taken me some digging. We're getting there. I am going to compile a little bit of the information I got uh, when this is all said and done and put that out to the book writing community, I guess, if you will, to try to maybe clear some air on some topics that they may have a lot of questions about. And I'm not going to ask 99.95 for it. It's just going to go out there <laughs> free of charge. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There a lot of people, it, and maybe as a job security, you know, we all know about job security. I was very fortunate when I, wanted to become an author. I had always had a dream since a child to write a book. I always said one day I want to write a book. And uh, somebody told me about podcasts. I didn't know anything about podcasts. So I started listening to different podcasts. And I said, well, I want to hear about author stuff because I want to do it one day. And I started listening to Author Like a Boss by Ella Barnard. And I was listening to all of her episodes and I was learning about how to become an author, how to do self-publishing, how to do marketing, how to do everything. They were freely sharing all kinds of information and then it was the episode with russell nolte and it was one thing that he said that told me just go freaking do it and don't look back and i have ever since and he said you're gonna suck until you don't so you might as well just do it and that was the moment where i started doing it and ever since i started following ella and russell and a couple other very choice authors who share the information freely. And then I took some of their courses as well because I wanted a deep dive into some stuff, but you're right. The rest of them will not. There's only a very limited few that will openly share information on how to be successful, how to market, how to do surface level stuff. But you still have to figure out what works for you and what don't. And it's, it's not easy. Even no. when you know, even when you know, it's not easy, right? No, it's, it's not. Uh, if it was easy, everybody do it. And that's what everybody always says. <laughs> so yeah. you just kind of. But they would do it, but they wouldn't have a fantastic book like Jasper and Friends. <laughs> well, thank you. So we recently did a little thing where me, you, and a fellow author, um, Elizabeth Johnson from Playtime Multimedia, the director of marketing over at Playtime Multimedia and Publishing, came up with a great idea. Um, us three had uh, hardback books, and we decided to have this traveling book club type thing that we're going to be doing. And Jasper and Friends, Roscoe and Charlie travel to Germany, and just like my dad, um, are going to be traveling to different locations and getting little stamps inside of the book and being able to go and see different places. And we started down here with Starbase, uh, which is Elon Musk's Starbase down here at Boca Chica. So Jasper and friends got to get a picture next to a rocket, uh, yeah. Starbase rocket. So 
my question is, do you know what the next story in the series is going to be? I, I do. Um, it's about a third of the way written. Uh, I put it on the back burner a little bit to try to nail this marketing and promotion stuff and try to get a conduit that these books will move on before I get any further. But he is going, I'll uh, let the cat out of the bag. Uh, he is taking a trip to a farm. Ooh. So him and his friends are going to go to the farm and uh, they're going to feed the animals. They're going to plant some crops. Just Very do farm life. Is it going to be a poultry farm? Uh, there's going to be chickens there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, we didn't have a farm per se growing up, but we did have chickens and, you know, I joke around, but it was true. I used to try to throw them in the air to see if they would fly. I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't trying to be cruel to animals. I just didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, but we had chickens, we had roosters and things like that. So I grew up half in the country, half in the city. So I, I understand a little bit, but not, not a whole lot, but it was quite an experience. I, uh, I say we were reality TV before there was reality TV. My dad was an insurance salesman in New Jersey and his yeah. brother was a, had a poultry farm in Maryland and we decided that we were going to do that. So you can only imagine city kids where dad was an insurance salesman moving to the country to be poultry farmers and raising 46 or so thousand chickens. Uh, quite, quite a learning curve to say the least. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Cause I did when I, when I uh, got off my first plane ride from basic to my first duty station, which was Dias air force base, Texas. And they took me from the airport to the base, which was a 20 minute drive on a long empty road. I saw my cat, a cow for the first time. <laughs> and I was like, where y'all got me? Cause I, you know, <laughs> from 10 years old to 19, I grew up in a concrete city, inner city. Yeah. And I was like, uh, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> so I get it. It's um, definitely a shock. Yeah. So coming up with Jasper and friends, you said you wrote it in one day. How did you write a whole book in one day? You broke up a little bit. I think the question was, how did I write the whole book in one sitting? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it was, uh, it just kind of flowed. It, it really did. Uh, uh, I just thought of the whole process of the rabbit coming in and going out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, of the house. And uh, uh, yeah, it just kind of wrote itself. It, it was real quick. The second one took a little bit longer. In the illustrations, did you get... <sighs> How did you find your illustrator? I know a lot of people are always looking for illustrators. Yeah, the uh, Fulton Publishing, which, I mean, I don't know what I don't know. They seem to be an outstanding publishing company. They gave me an option of 10 illustrators to pick from uh, in levels of detail and that sort of thing in their, in their drawings. And I knew this was going to be a children's book, so I grabbed one that was more of a cartoonish look, maybe not a whole lot of detail because we're talking about, you know, infants to five. And I, my main instruction to the illustrator was, is this rabbit has got to be the cutest rabbit you've ever seen. It's just, that's, he's the main character and that's what everything drives on. So people just got to fall in love with him. And I didn't know that um, the publishing company actually provided you with illustrators. That's super cool. 
Yeah, because I didn't know what I was doing. So the fact that they kind of held my hand a little bit uh, was great. Now, the funnier, the, the, the funnier part of that whole deal with illustrations is the, the publisher came back and said, you got to give the illustrator some ideas of what you want in the pictures. And I'm like, dang, I've never done this before. I don't, I, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, I'm thinking and I'm looking around. It's like, how do I do this? I, I don't know how to explain it real well, what I'm expecting in each thing. And then I got thinking, it's like, well, wait a minute. I live in a house. The rabbit goes into a house. So I started walking around the house in the backyard with my cell phone down around rabbit hike, just taking pictures of different yeah. locations where I think the story might, might go. Uh, and gave those to her saying, put the, put the animals here, put the animals there and that sort of thing. But yeah, for a minute, it was like, I've never done it before. So I'm like, I was totally confused, but you work it out. But when you have this amazing mind and want to produce something that you know is going to touch people, you just, you don't stop like this undying no. will to make it happen. Then you, you just keep going. You don't just go, I don't know. So someone's going to have to do it for me. You yeah, know, like it's never been, yeah, I don't, I don't work that way. It's just never been my, my way of doing things. And I, I see so many people that go, I don't know how to do it. So someone's going to have to do it for me. Somebody needs yeah. to do this for me. I see it so often. And I'm like, you can't just expect everyone to do it for you guys you got to do the work and one thing that is true that i see time and time again from you like you show up everywhere like you're doing I try to like yeah. you're doing the work and i and it's phenomenal to see that because like you're not somebody who grew up in the author world grew up in the publishing world has been doing this for 20 years you're like i wrote a book I need to figure out what to do. And you're contacting people. You're trying to figure it out. You're going places that I've been doing this for four years myself. I started, well, I think it's more than four years. I can't do public math. Please don't ask me. It's 2018 <laughs> when, when I wrote my first book. And I'm not, I can't, I haven't even shown up in the places that you have. I haven't even tried to go to the places that you have. And I'm like, wow, Doug's really doing the thing. And then you're asking me questions and I'm like, wow, Doug's asking me questions. This is, <laughs> you know, like congratulations because it's phenomenal to see that from, from people. And, and I just go more vets should be writing books because they know how to get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, what I, what I've come to say is I, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but I can outwork most of the people that are probably out there doing what I'm doing. So uh, I'll just outwork them. Amen. That's what I'm talking about right there. And one of the things um, that I recently saw you doing was working to get your books within uh, stores. You are in Barnes and Nobles locally. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere online. I don't have, I've got some limited, uh, stock in stock in like uh, indie bookstores um but my goal is to really get it into a national bookstore yeah yeah and i know that you've been working really hard on that forefront as well so with all the things that you have been doing what would you say is the number one piece of advice that you would give to anyone trying to market write or become an author 
do a little research ahead of time. I fell into it and had to really back up and learn a lot real quickly. Um, a piece of information I did see, I, it's, it's a problem getting into national bookstores. I think maybe because of my publisher, I'm still learning some stuff with that. But something I learned is uh, if you get an idea of what store you want to put it in, do a little bit of, of, uh, of checking into things. If you want to get into a national store, my advice would be go to the store that you're, you would like to get your book into and look at some of the books that are in the genre of the book that you're writing. Look at the authors and look at the publishers that are uh, putting books in those stores and target those publishers with your story first. Uh, because they already have a path to that store. Mm. Uh, so that would be my big hunk of advice. I didn't do that. I found that out after the fact that that was probably a better idea than the way I did things. Mm -hmm. uh, but that that is, I think, a valid piece of information. I'm not going to say it's going to work, but it's it's a more sensible approach than the way I did it. Yeah, that, that's a good piece of advice. I never thought of it that way. Um, I always, you know, looked at the book and looked at the information on the book, but I never thought about the publisher itself. Um, and that's the first time I heard that. So thank you. I always yeah. love new pieces of advice, new pieces of advice. So thank you very much. What's your, what do you have as an upcoming project? Uh, just the, uh, uh, I think it's going to be called Farmer Jasper, Jasper at the farm. I'm not sure of the title yet. But uh, he's he's going to get out to the farm and do some stuff. So that'll be a that'll be a fun fun thing to do. Uh, going to do something a little bit different. Uh, another little nugget that's going to be in that book is I'm actually going to put a corn maze in there for kids to trace. Oh, nice! So they're going to have to go through the corn maze. This is my dad's idea. I'll give him the shout out for that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Doug's dad. Thank you. I love mazes. <laughs> So there's going to be a little illustration of a corn maze in there and they can try to trace it through from like, you know, why they go through the corn maze, they're going to have to pick up corn and put it in a bucket so they can go feed the chickens, of course. Oh, that's awesome. So that's, that's it. Super creative. Yeah. that's. I know what I want it to look like. Let's hope it turns out the way I, I got pictured in my, my noggin. I have no doubt that it will. I, I think that you're going to accomplish everything that you set yourself out to accomplish. And it's because of your one, your attitude. Attitude is the key to success every single time. And two, because of your vision. Uh, you have a vision, the attitude and the the go to get it all Thank done. You. And I, I think because of that is, is your key to success, plain and simple. Thank you. Like yeah. You don't see failure. Like it just doesn't have a place in your mind or in your life. Failure doesn't have. It's the infamous failure is not an option kind of thing. And that, and that actually brings up a really good point because I've told, I've told, I don't get to talk to kids that much, uh, just basically my own and their friends when they came over. But it's like, you hear it growing up sometimes, some kids hear it more than others, but you cannot fear failure. You, you just can't. Yeah. You're, you're going to try stuff. You're going to fail. I I don't remember the year, but uh, I was about 30 years old. I tried out for the Cincinnati Reds. I suck at baseball. I knew it wasn't <laughs> going to work out, but I wanted to do it. So I could say yeah. I tried out for the Cincinnati Reds. I didn't yeah. care if I failed. <laughs> it's like, it's just, yeah. you know, so you just yeah. can't feel failure. failure. You got to push through it. You just got to keep going. 
Yeah, because people think the say, saying failure is not an option, that you're delusional. No, failure is not an option because it's not a failure. It's a learning opportunity. Exactly. It's exactly. an experience. It is a moment in your life that you got to do something that you wanted to do. And maybe you didn't accomplish this great feat, but you accomplished something. And that's exactly. what people don't understand. They see failure but for me and you there is no failure it doesn't exist in our world what exists in our world is an alternative outcome yep there's there's another story uh about that i don't know how much time we got left uh much as we want i own the show (laughs) (laughs) but i was big into nascar as a kid uh, too i loved nascar and uh when I was thinking about what to do with my life, it's like, do I go to North Carolina and see where that takes me? Or do I join the Air Force? They were my two decisions. And I opted for the more, the more uh, stable decision of, of joining the Air Force. And, uh, but as my career progressed, I got to thinking, it's like, well, I never really gave NASCAR even a shot. So just because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm, don't know anything. I'm going to try to get to work on a NASCAR team. I, and this is back when the internet was just kind of starting out. So I was writing letters and shooting off a couple of emails to different teams when I could find their email address or their address. Yeah. And uh, eventually I landed a gig with Rich Woodland Racing wow. uh, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. They didn't run all the races and it started as a volunteer and I did get paid for uh, my work at a couple races as a mechanic on the race team. But again, it was just it was unending and the work I put into that, I think, well, maybe it was equal to, but maybe a little bit more than the work I've got so far into my books, because that was just endless. And I literally endless amounts of emails and uh, handwritten letters out to teams, just trying to find something. And my first NASCAR race I ever went to go see was Dover, Delaware. And the only actual NASCAR Winston cup, race that I worked as a mechanic was Dover, Delaware. So it kind of went full circle after about seven years of just kicking around. Wow. But, uh, got to see some really cool things, meet some really cool people doing that too. So that was quite an experience, but yeah, it just goes back to that. Never give up. You just can't give up and you can't worry about failure. Yeah. So we've got Doug, the poultry farmer, the, <laughs> the man who tried out for the Cincinnati Reds, NASCAR race mechanic, Air Force veteran, children's book author. Like that's a freaking resume right there, (laughs) Doug. Like, come on. (laughs) Like we didn't have all that in your bio. Come on. We need all that in your bio. (laughs) It was a lot of, I got a, uh, I got a fender out in the garage uh, from the last race I worked with Rich Woodland Racing. They put a decal on the side of it. It says Doug's last race. So I got that little hunk of fender (laughs) hanging out in the garage. That's hilarious. Man, you have done some stuff. Uh, that you, you're an extremely humble person as well. You don't go out tooting your horn like I'm the best thing on the other side of sliced bread. No. You just say, I'm Doug. Like, uh, yeah. The, you know? I'm Doug and I don't give up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, forward. that right there in of itself is, is an amazing intro. I'm Doug and I don't give up. And then if people... <laughs> literally afterwards knew of all these other things they would be in in awe 
Like I'm in Thanks. awe. I didn't know all the <laughs> other stuff. I'm like, holy, holy cow! I need to kickstart my. I need to kick my own ass in the gear <laughs> over here and get some stuff done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, if people want to read uh, about Jasper, what I already put it in the comments here. But what is your website or place that they can go and get a copy of Jasper? The website, which is a work in progress, is just a cheap GoDaddy.com website. Is uh, www. I don't know if you even have to say that these days, but www.jasper-n-friends.com. Uh, that'll take you there, and it's not as updated as it should be because it's quite honestly taking a little bit of a back burner to me. Uh, literally, just hit the marketing and the promotion stuff just nonstop, day in day out. Yeah. Uh, so that's that as far as where you can purchase Jasper, uh, Jasper's books everywhere online. Just I, I look daily to see if there's a new store that pops up, but it is almost literally everywhere online. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Walmart, Target. They all have them online. Uh, and there are some links in my uh, on jasperandfriends.com. There's a, a, a buy page that has some links to the first book, but that should tie it to the second book. I haven't had time to put the links to the second book in there yet. Okay. And you'll also find, uh, uh, a, for lack of a better term, a games page on jasperandfriends.com. It'll have uh, coloring pages you can print out in color. It's got some search of word stuff going on in there. And um, there's something else in there which is escaping me at the moment. I've got a Zazzle.com storefront where you can go in and get what they call swag, I guess, these days. So you cool. can get your yeah. your mug with Jasper with the uh, with the cover of the newest book on it. You can get a pillow, a, a throw blanket, a onesie. <laughs> Seriously, you can get a onesie, a Jasper yeah. onesie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, guys. You all need that Jasper onesie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a throw blanket girl. Like, give me a new throw blanket because my dogs always steal all my throw blankets that I have. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah. That's, uh, I can't think of anything I may have missed. It is uh, just that I want to get them in stores. You mentioned earlier about a cartoon. I've had that mentioned to me before. It's like folks are like, I can see this as a cartoon. Well, I have no idea. Just like I had no idea how to author a book. I've got no idea how to even get involved in something like that. But maybe after you know, four books, five books, and they're still selling. Yeah. I'm not going to say that that's not going to happen, but that'll, that that's down the road. That's uh, I've got enough stuff on my plate right now than to try to figure out something else that's new to me. Yeah. We need cartoon network just to make it happen. So cartoon network, if you end up watching this, Jasper friends <laughs> needs to be a whole cartoon. So just get a hold of Fulton publishing and Doug Br Barry, I almost said Brown Barry and make it happen. <laughs> Because, you know, I used to wake up every Saturday morning, even after my kids stopped watching cartoons and I would watch my cartoons. I would totally watch Jasper and Friends. Just saying, guys. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's got a it's I think it would have a chance. Yeah, because I've watched cartoons really like and, you know, little lessons here and there. And I mean, it's just I think it's super cute. And I think it has definitely a place. Um, Thanks. So is there anything that that you want to make sure we get out there? Um that we haven't talked about before we head out for the day. Uh, Cause I could just sit, you know, you get two vets sitting on a porch, having a cup of coffee. <laughs> we could talk all day long, but I also want to be cognizant of your time and our That's viewers sure. as well. So is sure. there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure we, we hit on? 
I don't, I don't think so. I wanted to get the word out about where you could get the books. Uh, th that's the main yeah. thing because I'm in marketing and promotion mode, exposure yeah, mode. For sure. And uh, so that. Um, oh, I do want to. Uh, I do got some stuff. I got a little note thing here. Let me, let me just, if you'll indulge me for just a second sure. here. I've got some notes. I've got a book signing at a place called a store called Needful Things here in Camden, South Carolina, on the 26th of March. I've got, uh, let me see, I got April 9th written down here. Oh, April 9th, uh, I'm going to have my books displayed in Norfolk, Virginia at a, at a uh, book fair called Kids Books and Brunch with Storytime at the Croc Center in Norfolk, uh, Virginia. I won't be there, but my books will be on display. What date and, is that? I'm sorry? What date is that? That is April 9th from 10 to 2 p.m. I'm putting it in the comments that way people can cool check it out if they want. And uh, a little bit of self-indulgence. My books have been placed and donated in some schools and county libraries in Maryland, Virginia, South Carolina, and Georgia uh, to include uh, Child Development Center here at Shaw Air Force Base and uh, some uh, some uh, child care centers. So that's super we've cool. Been busy. Yeah, that that's a lot. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're we're targeting uh, promotion in Virginia Beach, Maryland shoreline, uh, like Chincoteague, Assateague. Uh -huh. I've got somebody that's gonna go out to the gift shops in those areas and see if we can't get it plugged into their uh, their stocking uh, the books. Wow. So we'll see how that works out this summer or this spring. That's super cool. You've been busy and I commend you for the hard work that you've done. Uh, most people aren't willing to do that. They just stick to the online stuff, but there are still a lot of in-person things that you have to do that a lot of people are forgetting. So congratulations on your first two books. And I am excited to see the continuance of the series and to see Jasper and friends as a, uh, favorite family household name in the future in the near future thanks, thanks. we're, we're going to keep getting after it, that's for sure yeah well i've had a great time doug and thank you so much for Me for being well. here with us and we're we'll make sure we keep an eye out for everything jasper and friends and we'll let you know um the next location is cape canaveral so they're going to go see oh. another another rocket out in florida cape canaveral awesome. And um, we've got a, another place lined up, but it's going to be up in the Northeast after. And we'll, we'll announce that where Jasper and the other books are going to be going after that. So cool. we will definitely keep you in the loop, keep everybody in the loop. We'll be sending out pictures and updates and everything uh, as we go to each location. Awesome. It's been awesome. fun for sure. Can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Well, guys, don't forget to come back each week and watch us either live or on the podcast right here on Facebook. You can ask Alexa or Siri to play our latest episode. Head to our website, catch our latest issue of the magazine and blog post. We have a new magazine coming out the 4th of April. Make sure that you get your poems, your articles, advertisement, book recommendations, book reviews in by the 1st of March. We want to continue making authors' dreams come true by providing them a platform to shine. We'll see you guys next time. And if you appreciate conversations like we do and want to become a better speaker, visit our friends Brendan and Bomzi 
over at mastertalk.ca where they teach you how to use the power of your voice. Don't forget, stay awake with a nice cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, the best cup of coffee on this side of heaven over at thirddaycoffeeseguin.com. Until next time, my friends, I'm CJ. There's Douglas time. <laughs> Go read his books and write on. Bye, Doug. Bye, everybody. See you. Bye. The Author's Court is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. Show your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.